Welcome back to Wedlocked and Loaded. Wed, wed, wedlocked and loaded. You women. Do not lump us all in one category. You know so you girls, so you girls. And lie and stress the truth. You and try girls. to get us jammed up. First of all, I'm a whole ass woman, right? Think about no that. No disrespect. Sounds like it to me. So why can't y'all, why, what is it with men that they just can't walk away? Walk away. Depends how good it is. You don't want to give that away. You don't want to give that away. Greetings, welcome back, Wedlocked and Loaded. I am Daniel Laurent. We are going to get into uh, a show that we did recently live on Instagram uh, with Erin and Anthony Davis of the Davis System. If you weren't able to watch it live, hopefully you check it out now. Some really dope people with one of the dopest names ever. Oh, boy. The Davis System. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's a really, really dope name. And I'm speaking on. Biasly, of course, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, hold on, can I get in? What happened? What happened? What happened? Um, accept. Go live. You're unable to join. Mm-hmm. How come they can't join? What happened? Um, keep trying. You know what? This happened with somebody before. What happened? Do they have to request? Mm, they requested, but mm. it was something on there, and I don't know if, if um, let me see. Let's see if I can. Yeah, I see you there. But, here, let me try to re invite y'all and see if you can get in. Let's see. Accept. There we go. There we go. Y'all can hear us? Yeah, can y'all hear me? You know what? Let me just do something. Because, yeah, because your Bluetooth is on, so it's going to end up impacting. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not here. Anyway, hi. Don't don't interrupt. Oh, we can't hear. We can't hear y'all. Can't hear us? Yep, we can hear you. Okay. I just gonna, you know, I gotta do all the technical stuff because if I don't do it, you know what I'm saying? What happens? I mean, you know, just so you know. So anyway, wedlocked and loaded. This is um an edition of um system wedlocked, and we called it that because we are joined by the uh the world famous the Davis System LLC. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Can y'all hear us? Thank you for having us. I think it's like a it's a delay. It huh? might be a delay. Ah, wait a minute. Are y'all here or y'all away? Here in Boston. You're here. Okay, okay, okay. But if they was away, how do you know they want people to know where they at? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So um, so there's a couple of things we wanted to get into, right? And I think that I myself have a ton of questions. Lee is very nosy, so I'm just putting that out there up front, right? Um, and I just had to deal with that and accept it. Um, I can't change her. Just it's, tell the people you love it. Just tell them. Um, so, <laughs> um, so we wanted to start by doing. Uh, well, first, thanks everyone that's uh, tuning in. That's this wedlocked in. That's been following us. That's sharing, commenting all that good stuff. 
We want to encourage people um, that's in the chat, you know, feel free to comment. Um, if you have a question, um, Leah is normally the person that's going to be on it, but maybe I'll do it or we'll share it. And, um, you know, we'll definitely try to work things in and, and honor people's comments because we definitely want to have it interactive. Um, but I wanted to start with just an introduction of um, both of you, where you're, because you're not from Boston originally, right? You are. Wait, so I can't, we can't hear. You're not using the earpiece, right? You know what? Is your Bluetooth um, thing checked on your phone? Uncheck it if it is. Let's see, that's what I, I think that's part of it. If you have the Bluetooth thing on, mm -hmm. it messes it up. Yeah. You turned it off. Here it's better now. Yeah. yeah. It was on. Yep, it was on. Now it's an echo. But I mean, I think it's it's fine. It is what it is. Let me just make sure nothing else is on. You got all these things. You got all these things on your phone. Alright. You too. You got like a million. So that's okay. That's why it's my phone. You, know, you, got only, you want to control of it? You should have used your. You got only fan requests popping up while we're trying to talk to the good people. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, so can you introduce yourself and you know where you're from, and then we want to like really dig into your business. You wanna go first? Okay. Okay. Y'all can hear me though, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. So I'm Aaron Davis. I was born and raised in Fields Corner area in Boston. Uh, went to high school, middle school, you know, everything in the Dorchester, Roxbury area. Graduated uh, from Salem State in 2014 and was had the honor to go work for uh, Congress, working for Bonnie Watson Coleman from actually New Jersey when I first graduated from Congress. And that ultimately led me to my job for Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, which is how we met, but I won't go too far into that story. But that is just a little bit about me. Oh, I'm Trinidadian too. That's very important too. And okay. <laughs> um, and Anthony, for those who don't know me, uh, shout out, hey Richie, see you in the comments. Um, that's family. Um, I am originally from the uh, Prince George's County, Maryland area, right outside of Washington, D.C., uh, born and raised, uh, went to one of two kids, uh, her sister, who is uh, a mother of four, um, and five. we, oh, five now, yes. she just had a child the other day, uh, so five. Congratulations. Congrats, uncle. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and then, um, Growing up in the PG County area, I went down to Morehouse College for college, uh, graduated in 2016, um, and since have been in kind of the political arena as well. I went to the um, National NAACP office in Baltimore after graduating from Morehouse and working in their youth and college division. Um, and then after leaving Morehouse, I, I mean, after leaving the NAACP, I became uh, a campaign rat. So started working on campaigns really around the country. Uh, worked on campaigns down to municipal campaigns up to presidential campaigns um, and have got to travel around the country as a result of that work and um, also I guess in 2018 I had the opportunity to come up and work on Congresswoman Presley's first campaign for Congress and went down to work in her office in DC and as Aaron said 
the rest is it's history from there. So is is Ayana is basically like the matchmaker? Is that is that the real not basically. We can't say basically. She is the matchmaker. She she proudly uh, uh, proclaims that she was our Cupid. Um, yes. She, I was she like, you was, want to tell the story? I was like, she told story. me that he was going to be my husband when he first started working there. She said, like, this is going to be your husband. And, like, I told him, I told her I wasn't going to date a co-worker. I just graduated from college. It's my first big girl job. I'm not going to co-worker and she said no date this co-worker this one is the right one so she really wow she married us as well and she gave us the name of our business she honestly is our big sister through and through wow, wow that, that's dope that's really dope so okay so i have i have a bunch of questions but you don't just just from from what you said from what both of you said um Why, why politics? Why? Mm. That's a good question. Ooh. Because, you know, like I, I love, I love, I love Scandal, right? That show <laughs> was, that show was great. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not so far from the truth. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I feel like our whys are different because we both got into politics long before we even knew each other. Yeah. So like our whys are definitely uh, a little different. My why is, is rooted in having my immigrant family come here and like seeing the challenges it is to navigate the systems coming here. My story starts in like being raised in the Black Boston and like seeing the difference when we talk about what the life expectancy is from here to Cambridge. We talk about those things. It really got me on a community level. And I just started trying to do things for my community. The first ever community event I did uh, by myself was organizing uh, at 16 years old my block party. And for me, that was like really like just getting the start in the work. And I, it was just fun and games. It was a block party. But ultimately, that did lead into my career and where I am today. And so for me, it's always been about giving back to my community, providing my community with resources and information that they don't have. And for some reason, I've always been able to have access to the information. So it's always about me getting that information to my community. Love that. OK. Yeah, that's really eloquent. Um... I stumbled, I stumbled upon politics, uh, so I I really um, I'll I'll say that um, like in terms of politics, it wasn't something that I saw really growing up. Um, you know, I was telling someone the other day, my parents. I remember my parents going to vote, but I think the first time and only time I remember my parents going to vote was for President Obama, um, mm. fourteen at that point. And so you think about a lot of people who are like. Well, at least a lot of our contemporaries who people that we work with and are in this field, like they've been going with their parents to vote since they were two years old. And it was just like a, it's kind of that, it was a, a culture around civic engagement that got them involved in politics. But for me, it was more so just filling a gap. Um, and I always have felt like um, in different points in my life, I was afforded an opportunity to fill a gap that made, that caused me to stumble upon politics. So. Um, really coming out of Morehouse in 2016, I had done a lot of uh, work on um, on campus in terms of community organizing. I ran my own community service um, organization, started my own nonprofit while I was in college as well. Um, and we were just doing work in the greater Atlanta area, uh, mentoring kids, doing, you know, beautification projects, cleanup projects. 
Um, but I never thought of it as organizing or as community organizing when I was doing it. It was more so like there's this gap, you know, we, we are one of the most historical HBCUs in the country. And uh, we have this this Atlanta community that's right next to us that's that has need. And so it was like, how do we serve that need? And um, after graduating college, I didn't have a job, you know, was like really struggling to figure out what was next. And, um, you know, I stumbled upon the job at the NAACP, but um, I'll say like everything full circle when I started there because I got to work with young people, um, people who were, you know, between the ages of eight and 22, um, all who were younger than me and a lot younger than me than when I got involved and saw politics ever in my life. And so to have the impact and see like, such, uh, you know, young people getting involved at such an early age and wanting to like really put their their time, volunteering their time, volunteering their talents, you know, volunteering their resources to really give back to their community and learn how to, to give back to their community. It made me want to say like, how can I do more of this? And I'll say like one other thing about politics that, that you know, I relate to about scandal is like, every day it's a, it's a, it's a challenge. Like, I feel like the, the my favorite part about it is like, especially when you get into campaigns, it's like every day, it's like, how do I get this advantage over my opponent? Mm. Um, I really, as a former athlete, like I get a thrill off of like that competition. <laughs> <laughs> so before, because Leah has the next question, but I want to ask, because both of you in your own, own lives before coming together have been about service, right? Which is very honorable, especially in, in a time um and we might be like you know a couple of like not not much but like we're a couple Speak of for yourself. well she i mean Speak for yourself. you know i'll tell you after so um but it's such a, a selfish self-censored society right where it's me 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 it's instant gratification mm -hmm. what's in it for me i'm not volunteering you know, if it's not a check involved, it's not an opportunity um, for both of you to be of service in, in such a way. Um, what led what led you to? And again, this is the pre question to what Leah is going to ask you. But but why not do what others are doing where you're running for city council or running for what made you take a different approach and, and do? Do what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I will say, oh, wait, should we, Lee, are you asking your question now too? No, 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 go ahead. Well, maybe we'll ask it because then it, it leads into what they're going to answer, I guess. What well, does that make sense? No, just like. All right, yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I have to, she's a boss. Her deference, yes. <laughs> well, as I was saying, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, you know, th this man is actually very smooth. He's real smooth. Uh, at the beginning of our relationship, back when we were just friends, uh, I have always had the dream for me personally. I've always wanted to run for office. I had told myself from when I first got into, well, I worked for then city councilwoman Ayanna Presley back when I was in high school as an intern for her. And after working in her office, I said to myself like, if she can do this, I can be the first youngest African-American female mayor of Boston. And that was my goal for the long, like literally all the way up until 
I got to DC. That was my goal was to run for mayor of Boston. Um, but ultimately, and so when I met him, he met me knowing that my goal was to be mayor of Boston. And he told me that if I married him, I didn't have to pay him to be my campaign manager. <laughs> so, he already... But does that go against ethics though? <laughs> See, I'm learning. There's a lot of ethics that definitely, there are some people who are for it and some that are against having your spouse work in your campaign. But ultimately, I don't, I don't think Anthony has ever had the political bug. He's always liked the behind the scene work. It more so lived with me. But I think as I've had the experience to work in local government, to work in the state house, to work at the federal government, I've seen the different areas. I really feel like my wheelhouse is also behind the scenes and I do best and I can preserve my mental health and my energy best and I, I you know god is still healing me i'm not fully healed so <laughs> for me i'm not i my joy chest will come out so it's fine I'll, i'm fine we're not running yet i got growth and, and i know exactly <laughs> yeah i know exactly what that means and you know i was hoping you know you know before this this live happened i was secretly hoping that you had like more roxbury ties because you know, there's always a thing between Roxbury and Dorchester, and I'm always getting on people. But I'll 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 bow down for the no, sake no, no, of this I conversation. Roxbury, and that's all they get from me. I'm a Dorchester girl through and through. <laughs> so, um, so this leads to Leah's question of of yeah, kind of, but not really. Kind of, yeah, it does. Okay. Um, can you? Either one of you or both of you explain what the Davis system is. Yeah, um, I'll take that. Uh, the Davis system is a proud black owned and woman owned uh, social impact firm. Um, and what that means is that we work with our clients to help them help them um, connect to communities and help the, the community connect to the resources that our clients have to offer. So a lot of times some of our clients um, have like things that they offer whether that be a service or whether that be a program that they're trying to engage with the community in and we really help them build out their strategies for community engagement um and then we think about it from we always say from a social impact way and so how are the communities that have been most impacted um getting the most of these resources as well and so a lot of our work obviously is geared towards working in the black community working in communities of color um, working with the LGBTQ community and also working with well, um, you know, we like to say that we're rooted in community. Uh, we tie the community to, to to resources as well. And so, did you have anything, Aaron? No, he has the elevator down. I promise. <laughs> so, so, so I have a follow up to that, right? Um, is there a, a, a screening or vetting process for candidates? Like, and I guess my, my real question is, um, how does the Davis system handle if person X reaches out and is anti-woman's rights, anti-community, anti-businesses run by people of color, anti daughter Chester, <laughs> like, like, do you kind of take your your morals and and would you believe 
to the side or do you align who you work with with those things? Yeah, I think the part of being a business owner is, is the fact that we do have the ability to do that now. Like we okay. didn't per se have the ability to do that before, especially with uh, not to speak on Anthony's experience with being a young organizer when you're when the campaign ends your job's over and like how do you, you have to be either securing your job before the campaign's over but that's hard to do when you're working on getting through election day and so there was that like time when you're out of a job when you're going back in and like all of these things that you know now that we have our own firm th that alleviates that and so there definitely has been already you know we're get going on year two with our company and there already has been moments where you have to choose morals over somebody else or you know past relationships and you know community building that we've done with one person over another um and but we feel really fortunate to be in an opportunity now where we can do that where we're not just like being forced to be in places because we need the money to like eat to, to like get to the next space but like now we can actually make a decision that is authentic and true to our morals and the things that we want not saying that we work for people we didn't believe in before <laughs> do you have like a soft way of saying like no thank you we're not for you or do you just um say we'll get back to you and then just hope that they get the hand no no we we've let people down um before in the past and i got a couple of things sitting in my inbox right now that uh <laughs> we might need to do we might do that too right now but uh you know realistically i think and she put that she put the nail on the head it's like we we have been com conflicted out of a few situations more so because of past relationships or it hasn't necessarily come up like a moral issue yet um i think for me like that one would be a lot easier to explain and turn down like like we we just aren't aligned uh morally and no there's no amount of money that can make me work against my morals um and i think wow. that's another us it's like we've we've turned down a significant amount of money and either just went with a less amount or went with nothing at all um just for the cause of preserving our mental health knowing that we're doing the right thing for us and our business as well um i think one thing that's important is like for us is like do we believe in the candidate do we believe in their ability to win but do we believe in them as a person um and for me it's like regardless of win or lose at the end like you know that you made the right decision and i don't think that those type of things when you make the right decision when you make a genuine decision those type of things don't come back to bite you whereas if you chase the money i think on the back end those type of things can come back to bite you and i want to add because i feel like anthony gave like a short checklist of the things that we like look for in a candidate i will also add do you show up in community like we feel like we're two people that are always in community we're at a lot of community events and as an elected official we don't feel like we've seen you yeah. for like <laughs> I, I I like my I like my elected officials in community. You don't always like that's where I yeah am. right in the real way when the cameras are not rolling exactly. Um, so so the Davis system right? So the Davis system LLC is created. Um, what? How can I? What was the catalyst for you to your your you're dating, you're not yet married, right? I don't think, I don't know if you were engaged when this business was created. Like, what made you two individual people join together to create a business and be at the hit while you were still learning each other and, and venturing as a couple, as a new couple? Oh, that's a really good question. 
Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, no, it was your, it was your idea. So well, I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> so the business was always something that I had a had a dream of doing um, and starting. And I'll say like the catalyst behind that was really like spending time, like as I said earlier, traveling around the country, working on different campaigns and being exposed to um, what I saw was the rooms where the decisions were being made and seeing that a lot of the people who were in those rooms didn't look like me, didn't look like you all, didn't look like Aaron either. Um, and for me, that says a lot about the direction that politics is moving in as well, because if we only have rooms where there's white men who are cisgender white men at that, who are making the decisions and are the ultimate, um, you know, where the buck ends in terms of messaging, how we're communicating with people, how we're strategizing in terms of getting out into the community, they'll make decisions that deprioritize our communities time and time again. And we've seen that time and time again. And so for me, it, it um, you know, being in those rooms, being exposed to those rooms, it was just like, how do I get in those rooms? And as I, you know, did more part, did more in, in campaigns, got more exposure, got, you know, promoted to a higher level, I got to the point where it was like, all right, like I've, I've amassed, you know, I've got enough experience, I've got enough knowledge where I can do what some of these people in these rooms are doing, like, and they're getting a crazy amounts of money to not really do much. Um, and so, and the other thing was I had gotten to the point and I'm sure um, Aaron similarly, where it was like, I feel like I, like our impact could be more than in one place at one time. And I think it, it's needed in more than one place at one time. And that was the thing where it was like, okay, if I'm working on this campaign full time, this is everything I'm putting all of my energy into this. But let's say I get this candidate elected, but the rest of the city councilors don't, agree with that candidate like if we get the mayor elected but the rest of the city councilors don't agree with them won't be good partners then what was the point of putting all that work in because the mayor won't be able to do anything so now it's like we have our hands hmm. in a lot more different part pots at one time to make sure that the actual impact and the the outcome that we hope for is actually you know we have a hand in it that we can actually say that we did our best we put our best foot forward to make sure that that um actually happened um, so as far as like starting the business, that was really the catalyst for it. It was always something I wanted to do. I shared that with Aaron like early on when we were dating. Um, and then we actually got engaged um, about 10 months before we started the business. So we got engaged. Um, I wrapped up uh, Mayor Wu's campaign and I was like, yo, I think it's, I think it's time. Like, I think it's time to start the business. And Oh yeah. Well, I have, <laughs> I have a degree in entrepreneurship. So I always knew I was going to like own something at a point in time too. Like I always had a, an eye for like business and wanting to like run uh, my own company. And so had having the business classes, having the, like some of the marketing experience, the background, we kind of just like, and, you know, and being from the community as well, like we were able to like all just come together and like, build out the data system and it was the congresswoman in like literally the last month of michelle Wu's campaign that like announced it one time was like and i love the data system we were like oh that's the name of the business and like that really uh it just gone from there <laughs> uh, so so okay you work together and then you work together are you guys at this time um are you and this might be tmi but just uh, this is kind of 
building up to the next question, right? At the time of your engagement, are you guys living separately or together? Together. Well, so we first moved in together during the pandemic. The pandemic hit. Well, I would say the pandemic hit. Then Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the presidential race. Anthony came back home to Maryland, and we moved in together right at the start of the pandemic. And this was my first time ever living with a man full time. It, that honestly, that right there was how we got married. Because if that didn't work, that was a lot. That was a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, we had been together <laughs> long distance for a year, year, almost a year and a half at that point. And we went from, from long distance to living together in the pandemic. And uh, yeah, Yikes. it tested us. It we, we was together, living together when we got engaged and like okay. had been you know, this entire time. Which I genuinely believe that if we hadn't had that time in the pandemic together, I don't like that really is what cement because a few people feel like, you know, we may have got engaged you know, a year and a half into our relationship, but it really was like the COVID that like cemented, like we were spending literally 24 hours a day together. Right. I mean, for some people that helps them, and then for others, not so much. It sealed the deal for them to separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I asked that question because my next question, or the main question, was: You guys spend a lot of time together, right? You work together, you live together, you're together. How do you separate your personal from your business life? Or do you? We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah, uh, we're not that great at it at, at currently. Uh, but I, I think that there's a mix here because, you know, we genuinely do like spending time with each other. Like, mm -hmm. we have fun being very in our most casual, going clubbing, going to parties. Like, we enjoy doing that kind of stuff together as well. It actually, it actually feels, it, you know, he's my best friend. So, like, I do, I do like going out with him. Uh, but I also, you know, realize that my girls don't always want to hang out with him. And, and <laughs> so, like, I, I feel like, you know, as we've gotten older, too, my idea, like, I was a club promoter for a really long time in Boston. And, like, my idea of, like, going out to the clubs now. And, like, it, to me, it's like, first of all, I'm not waiting in a line in a club I used to be able to walk straight into. That's number one. That that's, that's number one. It's not even about him. It's about me. And after that, it's like, it's the same people doing the same thing. I'd rather cure, at this point, I have the space and ability to curate moments and events for my team and for people I love and care about. And I'd rather do that and like do a movie night in our backyard or like do a themed like, you know, dinner party and things of that nature with the people I actually care about than going right. out doing those type of things. So we, we, I think we don't do it a lot because we're entertaining people a lot. But when we first got our apartment together, we nicknamed it. We used to have people come over all the time. And it was like the, the political chill spot for the young professionals. Mm -hmm. at our <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like we're still learning the balance. It's something that we're, we're mindful of, but we're, we're actively working on it. Um, because, and I think one of the, the beauties of it is that our business is so small right now that we can kind of go through these growing pains and shout out to some of our team members who are on the call right now. I see Asia, I saw Todd, I saw Anissa on here, I saw Miles. They, they're the ones who are like, and Richie, obviously I shouted out earlier, but. Richie is active in the chat, I see. Oh, Jeff is on here too, one of our, all well. the way from Texas. Uh, <laughs> 
and these are the people who have to like deal with the fear learning how to like get through it <laughs> and as they comment right now they're the ones who have to deal with us as we're learning how to like deal with each other in these situations and um i would say like you know when we started out it was just the two of us and it used to be like this about uh, everything about everything but uh, it was like color literally argument lives in the back of my head <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's gotten better. Like we could say, like, I would say like a year, a year later, it's definitely better. And it's like, we're both learning how to, I think for the betterment of our business, for the betterment of like our team, but also for the betterment of our relationship, like how to compartmentalize these things. Because I feel like earlier in our, like earlier in our business, like these things would quote unquote come home with us. Obviously, like we were working at the time. So we were that was even that was even more difficult. It's like we get into arguments over some work stuff and at home, and then you know, two hours later we want to sit down and eat dinner. I'm supposed watch, to cook dinner now. TV, oh like, no! no. <laughs> but that was that was CEO and COO, not husband and wife. And it was yeah. like we had to learn. We're still learning how to separate those roles, um, and that you know, not hold over what either you know what we may do as husband and wife let that affect what we do in our business or affect what happens in business affecting our marriage as well i just want to add in our team yesterday when we were you know we read them a couple questions that you all sent us to like brief us for this and our team was like we feel like we need to answer the first part about how y'all work together and then y'all can take over the rest actually so i will say you know and you have um it seems right Right? I don't I don't know for certain, but it, it seems as if you have a very strong community of people who are really pulling for you. Right. And I, I think in marriage, it's important to have a village. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people um, underestimate that or underestimate the value of it. But, you know, but me and coach, um, <laughs> but, you know, you you have people who are pulling for you which I think is helping the, the, the massive um, undertaking that you all have consciously taken on, right? Which I don't know if I would have um, done that. I don't know if we would have survived if, if we took that approach, right? Because we went through so much. Um, and, you know, Leah will say it's all of, you know, it's all of my, of course it's my fault. You went through so much. Don't me. <laughs> I know, I know, babe. So, you know, um, but not only being like a new couple, right, which is a real thing, and that's time and commitment and patience and tolerance and communication, then a business, and then a team who you are managing and being a support system for them, like that's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So kudos to you two for 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 doing that because it it that inspires the next, right? When people feel like, ah, oh, that's you know, I can't do that, and you know, whatever they're thinking about doing, it inspires them to do that. It inspires us um, because for a long, long time, even doing this, you know, the podcasts and different things that we're doing, it was it was hesitant hesitation on my part because I didn't feel like we were solid enough. And so to your point, Anthony, like I didn't want um, us to be doing stuff for other people and 
you know, we're entertaining people, right? But then the house is burning down. I was very, very, very conscious of that and didn't want to have that happen. So I just wanted to. Um, I'll let you know you did not have to worry. I know that, that okay? <laughs> she she cuts clothes. She doesn't burn them. I don't do um, any of those things. Don't tell the people that. Let's it's not true. Let's move but on. Anyway. Nothing nothing to see here. Um. All right. So we want to get more into um. Wow, time's flying. Okay. So get into a couple of things. Um, one, before you got married, did you do any therapy or was it, you know, talking to um, a pastor or a reverend or any kind of premarital stuff? Yeah. Or even somebody in, your com in the community, somebody yeah. that you looked up to. It didn't yeah. have to be professional. Yeah, no, we did do premarital counseling. It was group premarital counseling, not individual. And it was with our church. Our, we go to our church. We watch virtually because it's in um, Maryland. It's Zion Baptist Church. Um, and they had something called Simbis, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. Mm -hmm. And it was like an eight, six to eight week uh, couples, like, you know, premarital uh, lessons where we got to, it's like answering this really long survey. And then the survey compared our answers on how we both answered, but also talked about how we grew up. So it made us answer the similar questions about our parents as well. And so it shows you how, what type of household you both grew up in and the differences in your household. And then the expectations that you currently have in your relationship. And then the expectations you have of your marriage and pretty much almost all of those fields. And that, uh, that Simbis training has been really helpful for us, and I think we definitely go back to it. One of the things that it said for us in, in the training um, was that we will have a very, like, you know, uh, you know, beautiful relationship, but what's going to be the hardest is whether or not we give each other grace, and that grace is going to be the biggest thing in our relationship because mm -hmm. we have so many things competing, and we spend so much time is like whether or not we give each other grace to get through it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that at least I took from uh, marital, premarital counseling is like taking a moment to just step away, pause, and give him some grace and it. Yeah, um, I agree. And that was that was the main thing that we did. And um, otherwise, a lot of unsolicited advice. Um, which <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's out there engaged listening to this, uh, just prepare, be ready for a lot of unsolicited advice. Um, and take from it what you can. You know, there's... There's definitely some nuggets in there that um, you know we took as terms of advice, uh, but you know, and was, other people we just found out they was married when they started giving advice. We were like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that part. <laughs> it's really these. It's really these married streets, okay? Uh -huh. Um, I. So one thing that you said about the Simba training, um, um, you mentioned the expectations of self and of marriage, right? I think um, I think a lot of people go into relationships without discussing those expectations, right? And so, how did you guys how did you guys formulate your expectations of one another and then communicate them to each other? Yeah. So um, the test actually had us like uh, like Aaron was explaining. It had us basically say like what were like the household things that you saw growing up like who took out the trash like who cooked more who washed the dishes like different house who did the ironing who you know different things around the house uh, but mm -hmm. so like who was in charge like the main disciplinarian in the household like who was the person who um drove you know drove the kids to school etc like 
those different things. And so it had us compare what we saw growing up, like who was the main person between our mom and our dad. And then um, on the back end, like what is our expectations for our, for our marriage? Right. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things was that although Aaron and I had both had like different um, upbringings in terms of like, when we look at the things matched up, like there were things that like her mom did that my dad did and vice versa. Um, and you know, some things that overlap, but in terms of our expectations for our, our marriage. And I think that this was, this was probably a result of us having to having lived together for at that point, like for a year being getting that crash course and living together during the pandemic, that majority of our expectations for like how we wanted our relationship to move forward was uh, they align. Um, and I think like smaller things like, um, I think it was like one of the things is like who pays the bills when I, in my in, in my household when I grew up my dad would always joke like I I work and I hand over the check to your mom and she makes sure everything's done but my mom would always joke all the time that he would call him swiper and then he would always be swiping a car never looking at him <laughs> he calls me swiper and I don't want to look at an account but when I re but when I look when I grew up my expectation was that I was going to manage this money and that this was going to be a thing for me and I was stressed thinking that this was going to have to be my responsibility in a marriage and then when we saw that sheet it was like Anthony's like no man money's a big thing for me I want to manage the money swiper no swiper I'm, I'm out I'm out I'm ready to go like I'm like I'll have to look at an account again like and so right, right, right. Definitely, I think, but then there were other things like he, we both wrote that like my dad didn't really help with homework, or and so he was like, but he really wants to help with homework. And I'm like, okay, well, how am I gonna do homework? He's like, you can read bedtime story. Like we got switch. We are not pregnant, and we are not having kids anytime soon. Like, I don't even know why I use those as examples. Let me just bring it back. <laughs> but that's okay. It works, right? I mean, it, it paints a, it paints a, it paints a clear picture of how, um, you know, roles are not assigned to a specific person, and no one has to be left out, right? Like we can we can both do this same thing in a different way, right? Yeah, you're not helping with math, right? I know you said you guys are not pregnant and not going to be pregnant anytime soon. But you're not helping with math, and that's okay. Dad can handle dad can handle math, but guess what? I'm gonna handle this. La, I'm gonna read to you at bedtime. We gonna we gonna do the we gonna do the reading, and so yes, you're getting you're getting all the things that you need from both yeah. of us, right? Exactly. And it's well, Leah Leah has this. You know, there's certain things. Oh, talk for me. There's certain <laughs> there's certain things where, like, for example. Um, when it comes to like the girls with certain things, right? I feel we have a two parent household. So Leah is versed in those things. And so Leah can just kind of handle that, right? And I can handle when my son, well, I don't want to put him out there. So I can handle the son stuff, right? But Leah's like, no, no, you should be able to. And I'm like, listen. People have had to do that because it's a one parent household, right? But there's a benefit of having two parents where one can take the lead and the other can back off. But because she's a contrarian. No. We've both gone through this and that's what it is. You see? You're going to come at it one way, I'm going to come at it another way. Because here's, here's the beauty in that, right? Okay. Here's the beauty. Yeah. Whether it's disciplining, whether it's, 
you know, just a regular kickback conversation on old school schooling, right? My words may not hit the same way as your words. My examples may not hit the same way as your examples, right? We know that men, sorry, sir, uh, you guys are tone deaf to women's voices. All right. Right? Yeah. So. Uh -huh. Which you know, this isn't a Keisha Cole. Doesn't We're not have to be, to and be I'm not like, beating nobody down. I'm just saying the real, real. Okay. I hear very well. Yeah. Well, then you have selective hearing. So, anyway, they all do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, but the point is, is that you know we can combat some issues together it doesn't always have to be that one person and the beauty of it is is that we are a two-parent household right mm. and sometimes we may, may not always agree on upon whatever the issue is or the topic is however we can give both perspectives yeah so she's still a contrarian even though what she said makes perfect sense <laughs> like if i say it's raining outside she's gonna say no it's snowing so it's just just for context for you guys. But I won't. If it's raining, it's raining. Uh, um, one of the other things we learned in Simbis is that Anthony is all about logic and I'm all about emotion. And I feel like mm. we just uh, in, in real time, like we will do the same thing that y'all just did. And I'll be like, well, you're just not listening to my emotions and that's fine. Like, that's what you're going to do today. And just, but, <laughs> and but see, I tell you what, the beauty is and kudos to you i don't have my hat on but kudos to you because you you no she what? she embraces what was said and owns it and says you know what that's a fact you if you're told that you're gonna be like that's not true i have logic and i have emotions and this that and the third and blah 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 and i do because i do <laughs> i just you know I, and i'm never telling you it's not true what i'm saying is that um there's another answer to what you're saying i i, I can't so but, uh, anyway so are you both familiar with the five love languages we are yes um, um so do you know and do you feel comfortable sharing what your love languages are okay i don't remember okay <laughs> so i know mine my first one is physical touch, and that's why in my vows, I told him I will always touch him with my pinky toe, even if I'm mad at him, because that is me trying to tell you I still love you, even when it's feeling real hard for me. So mm. that, that one is one for me, and I think that, that some people don't think that, uh, Asia, that physical love can can transfer that's one of our our team members who continuously tells me that physical touch cannot be a love language, because what do you no. do when you're you hug yourself and i'm like yeah i do yeah yeah <laughs> everyone people should but what is it with women and feet she puts her feet on like in the bed with yes yeah, same okay thing. so it's not it is the same thing what is but that? it's not so here's the thing i am not a cuddler okay definitely not and his his love language is also physical touch right unfortunately and I, but I don't like to cuddle. And so that's just my way of saying, baby, I, I, I want to, um, I want to, I want to show you that I love you. And I want to show you that I understand your, you know, your needs. So let me just wrap my, my leg around you 
but please don't put your whole body on top of me right now because I just don't want a spoon right now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. It's hot. Like, I just don't want to. So now that makes sense when you all see me out and I, like, I look angry. You know what I'm saying? There's reasons for it. So the best I can do is wrap my legs around, intertwine my legs with yours. Thanks. If we are not, you know what I mean. And I love you for it. Good for you. Yeah. So you don't remember? You don't remember yours? But you had your second. Oh yeah, my second one uh, was acts of kindness. Acts okay. of kindness. Okay. 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 No, no, no service. Acts the same. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Service. Yeah, well, it should be kindness. Same thing. Yeah. It's the same. Letting me so, know that are thinking of me even when we're not together and like there's something that you're willing to do to just make life easier because there's just so much happening all the time so men are typically words of affirmation yeah i'm i was quality i'm quality time in words of affirmation yeah yeah and and it changes um where you know it, it it's actually a really good um um exercise or practice if you can to kind of just revisit that right because a lot of times because mine was um words of affirmation and because lee is a contrarian oh my god but go ahead i'm saying so um you know i think it's more physical touch and quality time um versus words of affirmation for me yeah. but words of affirmation was a really big deal at one point but now it's not and so hers um well you i mean gifts you like so, quality time but so, gifts. so my my love language initially my number one was quality time um and that was that was my main one but then it was also um of service however right now i i am definitely gifts gifts which is crazy so so pause so no pause no let me explain why no i just need to tell them and give them context before you, you, you don't ex- no this is important you don't i'm telling you okay, i, I promise so <laughs> so i'm not gonna zoom in right you, you see is it yes it's sparkly i like so that's recent a recent upgrade shout out to shout out to beyonce no no no, don't clap i deserve it no no so recent upgrade and i mean like months right so we went to the store the other day to get it serviced and to get it cleaned she sees something that's on sale it's like oh my god this is so beautiful beautiful and it's four thousand dollars, but it's half off. No, you're you're cool. Huh? It was on sale though. Oh my! <laughs> so what I really saw was something like, that was. Left the mall. Before we started this live, we was at the mall, and he not gonna tell me nothing because he 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 called me swiper, but he enables me. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing, right? So I I did not. For a long time, I didn't. I, I did not like gifts. I didn't know how to receive them. Right? I was always the gift giver, never the the one who can receive it. Like you know, I, like I remember before, like he'll come, he'll bring me something. I'm like, how much you spend on this? Why do you do that? Question and always question it. But now I'm like, give me, give me, give me. I want it all. 
And mind you, she just came from seeing Usher. I did. And she just came from London. I did. And meanwhile, I'm here working in, in the rain. You are. Okay. As long as you're okay with that. All right. So as we are... Um, <laughs> well, is, if it, and I, I'm going to be transparent. We don't even have our honeymoon on the calendar yet. But more and more clients keep getting added. And I don't see a honeymoon getting added. And so at this point, I'm like, well, we might need to go on the next trip together, too. Uh, wait, so y'all didn't go yet? No, not. We're going to the vineyard tomorrow. We go. He's about to be like, exactly. That's not honeymoon. It's not the honeymoon. We're going to the vineyard tomorrow to hang out with some friends and take some rest time, but it's not the honeymoon. No. It's not. So here's what I will say, and I know you guys, the business is new, right? But the, the one nugget I will say is to do not put you all on the back burner make sure you take that time because it's it's well deserved and it's well needed i don't care if, if you guys just got married yesterday right i know you didn't but i'm just saying right like you need that you you need that i i feel like for me and i and i say this i feel like every time that we take a trip when we have our alone time our our um our alone time it makes me fall in love with him all over again and not that you're falling out of not that you have fallen out of love right but it just get out of here it just makes it just makes that love grow stronger and and deeper so don't negate taking the time for you and shout out to big bro i mean he told me um i'm sure he's your big bro too conan right he has like a standard date night that like and i was like really of her we know that she don't break it for anything lightly she's going on date night with her husband and i really respect that's that. so, <laughs> so dope yeah and if she can do it you know what i'm saying so, yes he did the first date post marriage so the second date is on me but we went to the vineyard I'm it's like, been a little wild <laughs> nah, nah, nah. well we used to get competitive and we stopped it but like we you know she would do One something it would be really dope and then i have to one-up her and then it started getting a little pricey and then she wasn't being so nice to me and she is she's a contrarian <laughs> and then like i had to like eat out a little more because i don't believe that women cook i don't believe that that's their role but she's an excellent cook so i defer right um no need of me in the kitchen burning stuff just please babe but then make your famous spaghetti and call it a day oh my god all right so we have um we have one choice answer game that we wanted to do um can you hear us yeah can you hear yeah okay so um now just answer if you want to you know explain your answer you can but you don't have to right this is kind of like the sober drink chance um all right so Monogamy or polygamy? Monogamy. Yeah. Wait, you said polygamy? No, I said monogamy. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, one said one. Okay. All right, got it. Okay. Role playing or sexting? Felony errors in my sexting. Say it again. A word. I said he's. A He's an English major, and I be having spelling errors in my sex thing, so role play. I can't. <laughs> oh, no. Agreed. <laughs> 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 I'm 
People like, you forgot a comma there. I'm not even horny no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, hot date night or a vacation? Vacation. Vacation. Yeah. Easy. So. Okay. Um, bedroom bully or horny goat weed? I don't know if we tried either of those. Well, don't <laughs> 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 uh, Goat sounds more. We'll good. tell you what. We'll reconvene after the honeymoon. We'll ask that question again. They just gave us two ideas for the honeymoon. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> Um, wine and Jill Scott. All of our staff is like, I feel like I'm listening to my parents right now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> um, wine and Jill Scott or tequila and future? Oh, not the tequila. Cognac. Hennessy and future. Oh. Okay. And future. Okay. All right. We'll make an amendment. All right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uno or Spain? I'm still learning, so ooh, no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point of contention here. She's she says that she's still learning, but she's not actually trying to learn how to play spades. And I am trying to learn how to play spades the same way I'm learning how to drive to get my license. It's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> no one's seen it. That's another contention point. I don't have my license, and he is like tired of driving me around. But I love being a passenger. Princess. Passenger's princess, and only can play Uno at the kids' table. So J and B or Sierra and Russell? Ooh. Ooh. J and B. J and B, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, hit him up or Issa. What do you I didn't hear it? Wait, say it one more time. Hit him up or Issa. Ooh. Hit him up or Ether. Ooh. This, this, this is above this is above Aaron. I was Jack. like, who's hit him up? This I was like, what's happening? <laughs> West Indian roots come in. Uh, I would say ether. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I married a real American. His family is from West Virginia and Ohio. Like, that's way out of the ballpark that I thought I was going to end up marrying. But I'm very, my first American I ever dated, and I married him. Wow. Love it. <laughs> American boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so last one. No, well, last question. And then there's something that just happened today that I want to get y'all's take on. Um, so before I let go, Beyonce's version or Frankie Beverly and Maze? Don't do not do, do, do me on this live with all these people on here. And, and you need to be careful because I think it makes us all feel away. So answer carefully. <laughs> so do I do I tell the people you or do you me. tell the people? You could, you could, I'm not gonna embarrass myself. Well, this is too <laughs> Two back-to-back questions that are timely because Aaron didn't know that there was a Frankie Beverly and Maze version of the song. So, yeah, sip the drink. I literally thought 
thought Beyonce's version was the original version. And the way he almost didn't marry me because of that comment, it was real. And my, my dad's a DJ, so my dad also was ready to be done. It was a lot that everybody was done. So so we can agree that Frankie Beverly and Maze's version That version is way better. Yeah. Beyonce tried. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so the very last thing there was um, a clip that is going viral today of yo Gotti. um he's not married to her but he's, he's dating angela simmons right mm -hmm. um and so he was doing an interview on a radio station and she called and he answered the phone live while they were interviewing he was like oh you know i'm on the phone well, i'll call you back so the question that's going viral is like, do men want, um, do women want a man that will answer their calls no matter what, right? And so I guess phrasing, so I'll ask that question first. And then the second question would be, how would either one of you handle that if the other person called in your, you know, whatever, interviewing a potential candidate on a radio, whatever. The way that we would send the other person on ignore so fast and be like, you should have looked at the calendar and knew better than to call right now. <laughs> like, it's literally like, ignore. Like, you should just know better. Like, look at the calendar before you call. We have shared calendars for a reason. Like, you know I'm in a meeting. We have weekly check-in, check-out meetings every single week. We go through the full calendar. So you pretty much are aware. There's no reason why I should call him or he should call me in the middle of an interview. We're very much aware that they the interview so i have no expectation on any circumstance for him to pick up my call because i know he's busy if he's not busy well i do have his location so i will just <laughs> check real quick <laughs> other than that like, yeah, like aaron would have to she would have to call me like two or three times for me to think like oh yeah i need to pick this up uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ignore it the first time and she'll text me all yeah. right so he said last question, but we're going to finagle this and change it up just a little bit. You can't do that. Guess what I just said? So listen, you said that you have his location. So cell phones, computer, laptop, iPad, blah, 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 blah. Password, shared password or not? Um, I would say that at this point, we have common passwords. So he knows my common password that are like the same three passwords I would probably use for something. He knows what that password is in the variations. And I know his password in the variations. So even if he didn't give me the password to something, I, I'd be guessing the password and I can get in <laughs> when I need to get in on stuff. And like, we don't have access. We have each other's codes. We share a bank account. We've shared a bank account before we were even married. So like, we definitely like, you know, there is, there's very, much transparency here and i i tell anthony all the time like i i joke about how he's the first american i ever dated but i think that also coincides with this the first time i ever felt like i might not be cheated on <laughs> i'm like i'm like i've always been dating west indians and african men it might be a reason why i always felt like that and so, and so this time around <laughs> i'm not saying that american men are out, like don't do that i'm just saying this is this one i feel very secure with and, and what we have. And so my phone is very much open and available to pick it up. And I feel no angst or extra beep in my heart when he goes to grab my phone. And I know he doesn't feel the same way on the other end. I don't go through his phone to look for it because I know there's nothing there. But I know if I wanted to go through it, I could. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. It's been like that since before we were since before we were even engaged. Like, she's had my phone passwords and, like, 
in ways like she said like in ways in past relationships where i may have not lived up to the stereotype that you're trying to say about american men um <laughs> like, <laughs> i handed my phone i hand my phone off to her with like no care in the world whereas in the past i used to you know maybe be like oh give me a little second before i give you my phone so uh i i now i'm just like it is yeah what it is and it's i open feel book. i feel real confident I ha i've had the same phone number since i was 12 years old so if you um, ever knew my don't know my number and can nobody call or text my phone without knowing this man gonna pick it up so like it's totally fine well yeah i mean well, we've learned a lot tonight and then one of the things is i want you to like spend maybe a couple of hours Aaron, and, and like get to the point of like sharing you know what i mean and the accounts and sharing and you know, <laughs> take the last name because your last name is like fabulous it's magnificent it's the best last name that you can ever possibly I have right? i That's just great. bought this it came in the mail today the yeah, new oh, upside down to change my name it's like a box now that you can buy and has all the documents for me to be able to change my last name. Oh, Macy. So, yeah, so I'm going to set up something with you two. You can do like a lunch at like Cafe Nero or something. Something, something simple. We're going to treat us to lunch. Oh, well, we're going to go to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that part. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, so you can set that up. And then you can go get that 12 carat diamond tennis bracelet, and then I will gladly change my. That was on sale. Exactly. The deal. <laughs> it was a steal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Guys. Yeah. 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 In this lab. <laughs> yeah, let's let's change the subject. So, um, can you let the people know um, anything that you have? Because I know that you know in your business, it's not as if like it's events. You're working with campaigns and, and, and people. Is there anything that you are doing as public facing that people can kind of look out for next, or is there something that you're going to be at that's going to be public? Um, and I know you recently were at NAACP and you spoke, which was dope. And I seen, was it Channel 5? Yeah. Well, it depends. Which one? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, is there anything um, that people can look out for? I don't think we have anything public, public. Well. We always getting into something, so it could literally change within the next week. But as of right now, all the events we have coming up is more private for our clients, per se. So nothing out in the public yet, but we will obviously always be in community. Carnival is coming up. You will see us out in Carnival, you know, making sure we support those efforts as well. So you will see us out there. Oh, that's the calendar right there. So whatever she says, go. I just show up. And that's why if I call during an interview, he'd be like, you set this schedule. And then you call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Sorry. Very, very last question, super quick. Right? Because this used to bother me, but I'm just very used to it. Whenever I see one of you, the other is, like, not far from, right? But do either of you get annoyed if you're not, like, attached at the hip and someone sees you and like, oh, where's Aaron? Oh, where's... Is Does that word? annoy either one of you? First in the world when one of us isn't there because we just spend the whole time answering why the other person isn't there. 
yeah this is that family stuff this is that like stuff professional stuff now like in the community like this is everywhere like if we don't go to a family function together like are y'all y'all everything okay like y'all okay like y'all relationship man? like no nah, we just need a little space we need a couple of hours apart today like it's okay like everything's good um but yeah that we do spend the majority of the time answering questions about if, if something's going on if people don't see us together sometimes i'll answer it and be fresh and i'll be like well you know we're going through a, a tough time at the moment you know what i'm saying and they're like oh my god like seeing you want to ask i'm a really yeah i mean you know i'm i'm out here i'm out here just trying to you know figure out what i want to do with myself so right babe yes i love it mm -hmm. um so thank you so much for 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 joining and having this discussion with us and i think that um as was said in the chat lots of little nuggets to take away um and i think that again it's important for people to understand the power of what you two represent and not just the davis system right but it's actually the system of the davises of what you're doing and what you represent um and at your age and again we're only weeks older um but it's very impressive and it's and it's super super dope when you have people who are 40 50 60 who are a mess and not anything to aspire to they haven't figured it out relationship they, they just won't right yeah. and god bless them but yeah kudos to you both um we are so happy to have you on um and we would love, love to do a follow-up at some point Sorry, I do. I have one more question. <laughs> so just, um, I know you guys spoke about um, Ayanna Presley, you know, telling you that that was going to be, um, um, Anthony was going to be your husband, and he was the one. Anthony, how did you know that Aaron was the one? Ooh, that's a great way to end. That is a good question. Um, he's trying to have a nice night. He's going to have a great night. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh! I this is gonna secure the great night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wow! This is this is yeah. This is a good way to end. So, uh, actually, twenty twenty when pan, you know, twenty twenty was crazy for everybody. I will say, mm -hmm. uh, together for uh, just over a year officially at that point. Twenty twenty, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we were living together and um you know there was a lot going on in the world um and then towards the end of the year 2020 in like back-to-back -back months i lost my uncle my mother's only brother and i lost my grandmother my mother's mother um, and so sorry it, to handle. yeah i appreciate that and it was a really it was a really tough time for my family it was a really tough time for my mom as you all can imagine um and uh you know it was difficult i had to you know be there we had to travel a lot just to kind of like be with family um and just being with family during those times was difficult and aaron literally like one like she 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 like showed up for like my family in ways that like i would always like i couldn't imagine like what my wife would do in those moments but like what she did was exactly what we needed um and what exactly what, what i needed and uh like at times I know I was difficult to deal with during those times just because I wasn't properly like processing and like healing from the different different things that were going on and trying to go keep going back to work and keep going and going and going. And, um, you know, she made it, she, I don't like, I always say like, she made it through that time, but like, 
uh, like <laughs> she, she got me through that time, honestly. Like, um, and at, and like literally a couple months later, I was like, nah, I'm about to go get the ring. Like, she's the one. Like, mm -hmm. I know, I know it was like that was the worst. Like, for me, like in terms of my life, like I feel like that was probably the worst, like the lowest time of my life, just in terms of like not wanting to like have that that momentum, that that encouragement, like to keep going and like she gave me everything literally that I needed to keep going in that time and to also be there for my family how I needed to and so I it was after that it was like no brainer for me like she I'm getting a ring getting on a knee like I bought the ring and, and proposed within like it's all within like two weeks period because I knew like I knew there was two weeks not two, two weeks, weeks after like, the tragedy no, not two, two weeks after the tragedy but like within like whenever I bought the ring like two okay. weeks after okay. I proposed because I knew, knew like I know there'd be a lot of folks be sitting on that ring for a little while. And I was like, no, nah, I don't need to do that. Like, she the one. I also want to add in, he took me ring shopping. And I would always suggest that for any couple that you feel like you're having a conversation about you all getting married. Like, we went ring shopping together. I chose, like, five different rings. And he ultimately chose the one ring of the five that I liked. And so I, I love that experience of us being able to do that. And I knew that he was going to propose sometime that year. The fact that he did it literally two weeks later, I was not ready, not <laughs> expecting anything. <laughs> it was the only surprise I was going to get because I, I wasn't expecting two weeks, but I was pretty much expecting any time after that. <laughs> right. So. And so, Ed, Aaron, so the follow-up will be for you, right? Like, what? how did you know he was the one to say, you know, again, despite what was being told to you, right? Um, how did you know that that's what you, you know, he was the one for you? I knew Anthony was the one because he, literally, as I said, I felt differently. Like any other relationship, I, he made me feel differently. And we really started, because we were co-workers, we really got to start off with that friendship. And we were mm -hmm. like spending so much time together. And during that time, um, I had like, you know, was relatively new to DC, so didn't have too, too many friends. And Anthony was my friend. Like we, I was going to the clubs by myself in DC until Anthony and I started hanging out. And then it was just me and Anthony in the club. That's why I'm like, I'm going to the club now with my husband because we were going to the club single together and I was helping him get other women before he became mine. And so like, I definitely, I, I for me, it, he's always been different. It's always been a swagger about him uh, and the way he carries himself. I, I always, one of the things I used to say back in the beginning of our, our relationship was that we could walk in the halls of Congress together, but we can also walk in the streets together. And I really love that about him. I feel as though I've met my person. A lot of past relationships I had been into, people, a lot of people want like wanted more for themselves because I wanted more for me. Anthony just wanted to be great who he is and then wanted mm -hmm. this for me me and like us coming together and i love the way he treated his mother he treated his family the way he prioritized them it just i was very we we both say this we were very much both happily single when we met each other but became like happily engaged with each other and it just was like there's no way i can't be with you because this just feels too good to not happen okay wow. that's really okay beautiful so mm -hmm. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so, so so i think that the good night's secured now yeah, right. you go. yeah. Right. anthony you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> all right um thank y'all we appreciate it and we will definitely um be in touch and and god it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> so you know um have a good night god bless and we will see each other, you know, we see each other out.
on these streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see each other soon. And we got to do a, um, a game night. We got to do a couple's game night soon. Love that. We're love down. That. We're yeah, always down for, sure. for that. I'm not a spades player, so. Oh, go. listen, it's going to be Uno. It's going to be, um, what was it? Left, uh, LRC, left, right, center. It's going to be. Um, Never have, Never have I ever. ever. It's going to be taboo. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Y'all picture so, people? Can y'all draw? We can do picture. Scenario. Yeah. We can do charades. We can do reverse charades. We have all the things. Okay? Yeah. We go. We <laughs> so we will see y'all very soon. God bless. Thank y'all so much yeah. for being a part of um, System Wedlocked. And good night. Good night, you all. Wedlocked and loaded. Well, 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 locked and loaded.